On today's episode of the Do You Like Apples podcast, myself, Billy Rock, and my co-host, Drew Went, go past the surface of Harrison Ford. Ford seems like an easy actor to describe with his rugged voice, massive celebrity, and iconic hats, but if you look at the totality of his career, he has been able to transcend any typecast thrown against him. Drew and I go through Harrison Ford's filmography and draft the best of his performances. Thank you for listening. Join in on the conversation after the episode is over. And welcome to the Do You Like Apples podcast. Do you like apples? Do you like apples? There's something beneath his grizzledness that it's not that you don't, it, it's not that it's a facade in a lot of the character he, he plays because it's a lot of his characters earn that hardness, but he allows himself to either in the length of a trilogy or a franchise, you see that slowly being stripped away, or let's just maybe the kind of person he is in real life too. So um, yeah, I just, he's a, for how seemingly characterizable Harrison Ford maybe is to most people. His career is weirdly unpredictable in so many different ways. And you may not have always had the ability to completely nail the performance that he wanted to give in different types of movies. Um, But those kind of misses at points never deterred him from being iconic. He always came back in some way. And it wasn't like he would just jump back into Indiana Indiana Jones or Indiana Jones type to get back on track. It was, oh, maybe he had a miss here and uh, I'll attach myself to Mike Nichols this time. He Mm -hmm. would pick and choose the best writers and directors to steer his career and landed that challenge almost every single time. So um, I think that brings us to just why we're talking about Harrison Ford. Obviously, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is coming out. And we're excited for that just because it's Indiana Jones, but it's not his last performance. He's tabbed to be in some Marvel movies, but I looked up his upcoming performances and he only is tabbed to be in two Marvel, I think one TV show, and one movie. And that might be it for the guy. Not, he's just, he's getting up there. And uh, if his last performance, I would almost wish it was last performance is Indiana Jones just because, it's iconic. It'd be a perfect cap to his career. I'm assuming this is his last time as Indiana Jones. And it's it's the time for us to look back on him. So um, we recently talked about Wes Anderson, and we kind of created our own nomination list for the best parts of his career. Um, this time, we're changing it up. We are drafting Harrison, Port, Harrison Ford's best performances and not just the movie quality. So uh, for an example, uh, I don't want to step on it if anybody has, any of us want to go here, but Apocalypse Now. Um, one of the greatest movies of all time, mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola. We're probably not going to draft it. Um, if you want right. to, we're probably going to put this on Twitter as a poll. If you want to put it on Twitter as a poll and make that look better, you probably should draft Apocalypse Now. But <laughs> that's not exactly what we're going for here. So um, we have five different categories. Uh, Ford's career is mixed up with so many of. Uh, not similar roles, but so many movies that fit into so many different categories. So uh, our first category is blockbuster. Then we have sci-fi. Then we have Star Wars slash indie movie specifically. His two most iconic characters, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Action and non-franchise. So the only one you can't draft 
another indie or Star Wars into is non-franchise. Um, but we hope stacking these kind of similar categories on top of each other creates a little bit more strategy for us rather than um, yeah, doing just blockbuster. We had Oscar nominee on here at one point, but he's only been Oscar nominated once for his performance. So we took that off. Um, he probably should have been nominated for many more Oscars in our opinion, I think. But these are the categories we set up. Um, it's only two of us, so it's not going to be snake draft. We're just going to be going back and forth. Um, and Drew, anything else to say about Harrison Ford before we jump into it? Uh, no, this should be, this should be fun. I, um, he's, you know, the actor that's, I, I don't know if he's made more money than any, any other actor in history, but he's got to be close. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and this will be interesting because a lot of these categories will have bleed over into other categories. So, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where we take, uh, what in, in each category. So, um, I, I know, I know kind of how I want to, uh, uh, create my team of uh, Harrison Ford movies, but uh, I think we're going to have some some overlap on the ones we really, really want. I totally agree. Um, I'm trying to, because there's so much overlap, I'm like, do I want to go with a movie in a certain category that lets that uneas- un- uneasiness of where to put it out of the way, or do I just go straight into non-franchise category and just get that kind of pick out of the way early because there's so many options later for um, his, his big movies because he has so many of them. So, um, I'm glad you're going first because this is a it's a nice host thing to do. Um, if yeah. you haven't noticed, Drew and I have kind of been switching off who's hosting, and uh, he knew way more about Wes Anderson than I did. And uh, I think we both equally know a lot about Harrison Ford. But it was a uh, he's one of my the the actors that was a gateway for me into this to our love of film. And it started with Star Wars and Indiana Jones, but you realize. He's just attached to so many amazing directors and amazing screenplays and amazing performances. And so enough hyping up Harrison Ford. He doesn't need it. Uh, Drew, <laughs> start us off, bud. What do you he got? He doesn't need it, and he he doesn't want it. Uh, Harrison Ford does not want people hyping him up. Um, he wants to be left alone. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, okay, so, gosh, what do I do here? There's a number of ways I could go, um, and a couple of these are, like, on my, like, favorite movies of all time list so where where do i go um i think i'm gonna have to start in the uh in this i think i'm gonna have to start in the star wars indiana jones category and get that out of the way and i'm gonna take one of gosh one of my handful of favorite movies ever raiders of the lost ark um the first indiana jones movie steven spielberg director uh harrison ford um fresh off uh star wars as han solo but kind of getting his own uh franchise starter uh as in indiana jones and uh yeah i mean one of the most iconic movies of all time that's the thing with with harrison ford it's like we're gonna be talking about each of these movies and like they're some of the most famous movies of all time so it's like what else can you really add to it but uh raiders was one of the one of the movies i saw when i was little um that like immediately captured my imagination and was one I like my, my dad probably put it on when I was, I don't know what age I was, but I was pretty young and I just wanted to watch it over and over and over again. Um, and it's one I've, I mean, I had probably watched this once every year, every other year, probably it's just, it's, 
it's so easy to put on and you can just have it on in the background if you just want to watch the action scenes and how they're constructed or you can like look at every little moment and just revel in it all and uh, i mean obviously none of it works without a central figure like harrison ford Indies, i think definitely the right way to go you know star wars you can kind of give any type of performance and argue that it's the best harrison ford performance in those in that franchise but indie it's kind of the same performance through all throughout so the quality of the movie matters most in this in this scenario and i mean i have a hot take that last crusade is it's not better it's my favorite of the the trilogy and i was wondering you don't need to hash that out here try out that hot, hot take yeah and like i think if you would have gone with uh, a, a star wars movie in this category i would feel more confident um maybe just going for broke and putting crusade and indie um if maybe if you put raiders and blockbuster or something like that but uh yeah. i think uh i think where i need to go this time around is i thought about being cute and doing the non-franchise right away um but there's gonna be plenty of opportunities for that so i'm going to go blade runner and sci-fi oh um the reason i'm doing that is we have a plenty of Star Wars on the board. We have other franchises that we can maybe go into, like this Jack Ryan franchise. Um, but we, it's best sci-fi movie. And really, honestly, Star Wars isn't a sci-fi movie. We're allowing it in this category. But uh, Blade Runner, that's that's the right that's the right pick for this this go around, I think. So, uh, okay. so yeah, Drew, yeah. were you uh, expecting me to go that route or? I wasn't. Is, uh, I didn't think you'd go Blade Runners uh, for your first pick. I. I mean, you just had brought out your hot take of Last Crusade. You like it, maybe like it a little more than Raiders. I. I think Blade Runner mm-hmm. twenty forty nine is a better movie than Blade Runner. Is my hot oh, take. Okay. Um, take. However, yeah, however the the performance Harrison Ford is obviously the the lead of the first Blade Runner, whereas Ryan Gosling is the lead of the second one. And he's more of, he's probably more of supporting in Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. So I, I get picking, uh, if you're going to pick one of the two for a performance, I get picking uh, the first one. All right. My second pick. Uh, I got to go. And I, I honestly almost picked this first because I love this movie so much. And I don't know if I necessarily know how you, where you stand on this one, but uh Second pick, I'm going to go with the Fugitive and Blockbuster. This is. Man, I uh, thought I was going to have a few more rounds. Sorry, I. So this that's, is, a, that's a great choice. Yeah, such a good movie. It's uh, action action movie um, with uh, Harrison Ford as Doctor Richard Kimball. Uh, I think it was 1993. I think is when this came out. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's framed for the murder of his wife. Goes on the run, pursued by Timely Jones, and uh, Timely Jones won the Oscar for this movie actually um but yeah this this made um quite quite a pretty penny at the at the box office um it made 183 million dollars domestically um so we have a threshold of of 100 million for for blockbuster so i mean back when a movie like this could make 183 million dollars in in north america is pretty pretty crazy and and on the back of harris i mean this is like director is andrew davis who you know is not a not a household name to say the least. So, I mean, it was, it was on the back of Harrison Ford and Timothy Lee Jones. And um, I just, I love this one because it's like an action movie, but Harrison Ford also gets to kind of like stretch some every man muscles and like kind of 
play play a real guy part, um, not an not an icon in in, in a Han Solo or indie, um, but he's also kind of you know uh, in train crashes and jumping off of waterfalls, and uh, it's just it's such. I mean, it's one of the more rewatchable '90s movies, uh, I'd say. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it was a weird cross point in his career because in the 70s and 80s, you kind of saw him going the action star into Working Girl, the action star into The Mosquito Coast, the action star into a a part that was against type for him, whereas The Fugitive was such a merging of kind of against type as the everyman. I don't think we had really seen him as the everyman. And when he did it before, it, it... it, it was like it's Harrison Ford. He's not an everyman. He's Harrison Ford. Whereas for this, it's he's a little bit older. He's probably mid fifties in the Fugitive. Would you have to say? Um, yeah, 40s, early fifties. Yeah. And so you you just start to believe that he's an everyman a little bit more. Whereas when he's so beautiful as a young thirties Indiana Jones, mid thirties Indiana Jones, it's just like it, it's Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. So it it's a weird cross point, and I think that's the right pick for, for blockbuster. If you can get it, because I think for both of us going into this, we're trying not to repeat as best we can one, just because we want to shout out more movies and it's a better list if you don't repeat at all. So, mm-hmm. um, but with that being said, enough complimenting, um, I was hoping this would happen. Um, it's definitely, you, you could have gone with a new hope because it's the first time you ever meet in uh, Han Solo, but Han Solo became Han Solo and Empire Strikes Back. Um, in, in A New Hope, he's, he's just the the smuggler type character. You aren't sure if he's going to turn on the group at all at any point. Um, you definitely don't think he's a bad guy, but you're not quite sure his intentions. Um, you think he's going to be selfish and moving and not. But at the end of that movie, obviously, he redeems himself and comes back and saves the day. Um, so he's a full-fledged protagonist in Empire Strikes Back. And they up the stakes with his character a lot. You have a way more clear dynamic with uh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford as Leia and Han. You have the wonderful line, Leia saying, I love you and him saying, I know right back. And in that movie, he's stuck in carbonite and you're, we're at a stage in franchise where you're not for certain that a third one is coming yet. So you really didn't know if Harrison, from what I've been told, I wasn't alive yet, but from what (laughs) I've been told, you didn't really know if Harrison Ford was dead or alive going into the next movie. So obviously it turned out he was alive, but man, what an amazing performance. He fully supplanted himself as Han Solo. And I think he was still in love with the character at that point. He wasn't fully out yet. So um, I'm going Empire Strikes Back at uh, Star Wars slash Indie. I should have seen that coming. I really should have seen that coming. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go in. So I've, I've taken blockbuster and star Wars slash indie. So you just picked a star Wars. So I'll, I'll hold on that. I think I'm going to go with, um, in sci-fi, I'm going to take blade runner, blade runner 2049, um, which we already discussed. So I don't have to, to go in too in depth on it, but, mm-hmm. um, like we said, not, not necessarily the lead lead performance of the movie, but I think that, film is just so visionary um and it brings back uh harrison ford as rick deckard in such an interesting way um and i i it's funny harrison ford you know he's uh, such a 
you know, like we said, grizzled and he's, he's kind of so jaded. That's kind of always been his persona. And in real life too, he's, he's very much just like very gruff uh, guy who just kind of wants to do his job and be left alone. But he's, he's not necessarily mailing in when he's come back and, and done these, you know, reprise these roles, you know, decades later, he's not necessarily mailing it in. And I don't think he is in Blade Runner 2049. I think mm-hmm. he's, I think he's really bought in with the material and with the director's vision and, and his scenes with Ryan Gosling. I have a lot of energy to them, um, which, you know, um, I think he truly sees Gosling as kind of like, you know, kind of younger him in a sense, um, which I think gives those scenes some pop. Uh, and then the end is just really emotional with, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil it if someone out there wants to go watch it, but um, the end with, with Harrison Ford's character is, is really really uh, affecting. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the uh, Blade Runner 2049 in sci-fi. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good pick, especially for just the strategy of what we're doing. Um, yeah. I was listening to the, the big picture podcast, which Drew and I both love on the, the ringer podcast network. They would, they did a big uh, Harrison Ford hall of fame. And once they got the Blade Runner 2049, they're comparing force awakens and, Blade Runner 2049 together talking about what late stage uh, franchise performance is better. And they all pretty unanimously chalked it up to the force awakens. And I was honestly really surprised by that. I think his performance in Blade Runner is, is, is effort is just much more on the table. Um, And I think he did something very different than what he did in Blade Runner. Like in, in Blade Runner, he was, kind of emotionless and then you fast forward 50 years or however long in the future 2049 is compared to the first one you see a guy that has kind of lost all of his emotion lack of emotion and he's a very emotional introspective and wise character and i think he portrayed that contrast really well so um yeah i'm more impressed by the strategy of this now that i'm looking at my first two picks i'm like damn but getting Raiders, the fugitive and Blade Runner 2049 right off the bat. Um, that's really thank solid. You. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to talk you up too much because uh, I guess I win. I have a, I think you, uh, yeah, you win right away. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll let the internet decide that we have non-franchise in action where you could technically still get another Indiana Jones and a star Wars. And Blockbuster, there's really only one other Blockbuster that I want. If I'm not putting another Star Wars yeah, all, yeah, all the Star Wars Indies apply there, yeah. Yeah, they apply there. So I think, I'm going to hope, and you got Blockbuster filled. So I think we're good. But you could, never mind, that's too much. But anyway, so I'm going to take Last Cru- Crusade in action. So I, I, I spoiled it earlier. It's, yeah, I think... If you're looking at the totality totality of cinema and which one is more iconic and revolutionary, Raiders is deserves to be at the top of that list. But I think when it comes to popcorn filmmaking and what Steven Spielberg is almost redoing after Temple of Doom, which I don't think is a bad movie by any means, I think it's a solid effort and really interesting to see Steven Spielberg try something new uh, besides the female character in that movie. It's pretty abominable what they made her do. Um, truly one of the most annoying characters in movies and it's not I know. her fault it's yeah, the way uh, they quick, wrote that character it, quick it interjection uh, on Temple of Doom I actually just yeah. 
just watched it, uh, rewatched it a couple nights ago. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And you know, mm-hmm. the scene where, where the, the villain reaches in and pulls the guy's heart out that, that yeah. absolutely scarred me when I was, I was, I was too young when I saw it, it scarred me. And I right. even, like I said, I, I, I watched and rewatched Raiders and the last crusade over and over again as a kid. And I even watched the, you remember that there was a TV show, the young or the adventures of young Indiana Jones. Yeah. I watched that show. I was obsessed with with Indy. I I did not. I refused mm. to watch Temple of Doom even until a couple days ago. I'm serious. It, it, it was like truly scarring. Uh, now now seeing that movie, like I think Temple of Doom is an interesting sequel, even though it's not really a successful movie and it's got some problematic parts to it. But um, but yeah, Spielberg, you're wild for making Temple of Doom. I gotta say. Yeah, it just you could tell he's at a point where he, he, I don't know if he wanted to stop completely with Indiana Jones after Temple of Doom, but I think he would have been comfortable if the studio came back and was like, "Nope, we're done with this franchise." Like, I think he <laughs> wanted to make that movie completely, and yeah, it wasn't completely completely successful. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Last Crusade here, uh, much more slapsticky in Temple of Doom, and you really gave, came back to the what the source of Indiana Jones is, which is calm collective unless he's in a scenario with uh snakes being involved mm-hmm. and just river phoenix being in the the cold opening kind of of that movie uh, i think that scene if you're going to take anything away from the last crusade that scene with river phoenix is absolutely incredible you see so many movies trying to replicate the source of a young character that we love like they try to do it with han solo and the solo movie and mm-hmm. they like they explained so much of the details of why Han Solo is the way he is, and it's clearly a nod to uh, Last Crusade's opening. But man, it's just Spielberg did it so well and crafted it really well. And sadly, because of the passing of River Phoenix, it has a little bit extra weight to it as a result. And um, like you were saying, Ryan Gosling, I think Harrison Ford thinks. Ryan Gosling as kind of a younger version of himself. I think River Phoenix was that as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a, amazing movie. Great ending. One of the most iconic ending shots of all time with the music from John Williams going over the sunset um, and all of them on horses. Uh, but yeah, just amazing movie. Um, I'm, I'm happy with my, my three so far. Your strategy has been better, but I think my three are a little bit more iconic to start. So, well, one of my strategies, once we got started in, I picked Raiders with my first pick. You waited until to get an Indiana Jones movie until your third. One of my strategies was to take Last Crusade and Raiders off the board uh, and leave nice. you with yeah. Temple of Doom or Crystal Skull. But in the end, I was like, there's only five movies and to have two of the same character, yeah. maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. But I thought it would have been funny. If I would have put right. Star Wars in the wrong category, like you definitely, that definitely could have worked. Like if I would have gone Star Wars blockbuster out of the gate for some reason, yeah, I think uh, I think that could have worked. So I, I understand your strategy for sure. Yeah, just trying to screw you over. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so my fourth pick, I still have action and non-franchise categories left. I'm gonna go. I I can't leave this draft without a without a Star Wars movie. It's kind of impossible when you're talking about Harrison Ford. So in the action category, I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. the original Star Wars. Him with the blaster and just his vest and the white shirt he has on underneath. It's so iconic, just all of that put together. 
and you think like he's the reason Han Solo works, but there's so much about that character on top of, I don't know if it's him that makes the, the, the blaster work or the blaster adds to the character or whatever. But when you first see him for the first time, you immediately are like, Oh, this is going to be my favorite character in the franchise. And yeah, there's obviously more character characters that mean more. Obviously Luke Skywalker's the precipice of the emotion and the, the driving force of the story. But I think most kids, when they first see Star Wars, it, it's it's Han Solo that they gravitate towards, and uh, he at least questions. Yeah, another point with Han Solo is that he questions the belief system of the entire movie, which mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hollow. And how he questions it, he's like, "Is it actually real?" And that's really all he asks. But but it's important. It's all you for, need when you're a kid movie. watching these movies. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. But it uh, it's 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 impressive for how quickly he pokes holes in it and you're like yeah maybe it's not real and then obviously eventually you realize it, it's all real and then he admits that in the force awakens so it's real all of it as he says in the force awakens um sadly i mean i'm, not, I'm kind of ramp rambling on but i wish i could take the last jedi as another star wars movie but he's uh unfortunately dead when that movie comes out and he doesn't even have a cameo like he has in the rise of skywalker so i can't do a second star wars i could but I don't love any of them enough to take a second one. So maybe that gives you an opportunity to take return of the Jedi for actually, no, you can't, you only have non-franchise left. So I'm clearly rambling cause I don't know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> and it's me having to pick the only blockbuster that I really want. And it's a kind of loops together. The reason Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. And it's his first collaboration with George Lucas. And I'm taking American Graffiti for Blockbuster. And the movie wow. barely made enough money for our standards. Um, American Graffiti made $115 million domestically. And we are doing domestic box office only. So he's not in a ton. He's in like four, three to five scenes. But he's kind of the villain of the, of the movie. He's just a presence that goes in and out. Of he has interactions with I think each of the main characters. Uh, you have Richard Dreyfus, really young Richard Dreyfus, uh, really young Ron Howard, and uh, you, everybody interacts with him at some point. He's wearing, funny enough, an iconic—I don't know if it's iconic, but a cowboy hat, very akin to his look in Indiana Jones. Um, I don't know if that's what tips uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg off to put him in Indy, but I know for a fact that. He wouldn't have been in Star Wars if he wasn't in American Graffiti. So I think that's where I got to go there. It's it's a really convincing performance. You see so much of what Harrison Ford's ability is in this movie. And he's not in a ton of it. So I might be going uh, a little bit past like picking a Ford performance. But um, it's a good enough performance. And he's in it enough to warrant this pick. So American Graffiti at number four. And so I actually – I don't even – Drew. I, I've never actually seen American Graffiti. Oh yeah, um, it's solid. So it's a... and I actually I, I don't even think I I until I pulled up the list of uh, Harrison Ford movies I don't even know if I knew he was in it. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, but the you know the thing about his career is that he gets started in this. I think Harrison Ford was like a wasn't he like a carpenter before he was an actor? Um, he had some just like yeah. very normal job. <laughs> And then he suddenly started acting and became, you know, the biggest face in Hollywood. He starts off in the seventies. He's in American graffiti. 
in a, in a you know supporting part. He's in the conversation, the Gene Hackman, uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie, oh, in a right. small part, and then he's in Apocalypse Now. Although Apocalypse Now was after Star Wars, right? But um, so he's in like mm-hmm. he's in a yeah. small part in like three iconic '70s movies, which is this is like before he was like a household name. He was just just working in you know some of the best you know films of the decade. So just kind of tells you something about him. For sure. And clearly directors saw enough in him before he had the clout to uh, yeah. pull his weight around to choose what he wants to be in. And um, at every point of his career, the best filmmakers alive wanted to work with him. So, um, so yeah, that's my pick for blockbuster. And it feels weird calling that a blockbuster because just it shows yeah. <laughs> what a different era of movies we were in. Like, how the hell right. did that movie make over a hundred million dollars yeah. domestically? Um, and obviously a huge inspiration for like dates and confused and those type of movies. So, right. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I, th- I think it's worthy of being on this list. So my last pick is in non-franchise. Category. So Drew, I'm, I got to preface. Mm-hmm. If you take the movie that I want, I'm going to be very, very frustrated. So I, I doubt this putting the ball in your you court. Want. Okay, cool. I, 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 really I doubt it. I, I would be surprised if it was, but um, I'm going to, because I think I know the movie you're, you're t- talking about, which maybe I should take it right now just, just to make you mad. But um, you could, it'd be because <laughs> I'm going to freak. <laughs> my pick is um, a fun one, um, which, I mean, these all these movies are, almost all these movies are fun, but um, I'm going to go with Air Force One. Uh, 1997 Ooh, okay. Not what I uh, action movie, um, kind of a, uh, um, kind of a ridiculous movie. I mean, the, the premise is ridiculous. Like some of the, especially the scenes in the, the third act are ridiculous, but it's, it's just a really fun watch. Um, and it made a ton of money because of Harrison Ford. Um, it's, he, you know, his face is, you know, massive on the poster. His name is bigger than the title of the movie. It's just, this is like, Harrison Ford is like, he's an aging, just massive movie star. Um, and people couldn't get enough of him. Uh, he plays president James Marshall, uh, in air force one. He's, he's, uh, on air force one when a group of terrorists, uh, hijack, let, uh, hijack the plane led by, uh, Gary Oldman and a just pretty bonkers performance. Um, but, but really fun, uh, to uh, say the least. Um, and, uh, he's yeah, so doing, then, he's a Russian guy, right? but he's doing a Scottish accent kind of like, it's not fully convincing. Yes, he, as plays, a guy, uh, but... he plays Igor Korshunov. <laughs> uh, a, yeah. So he's kind of like Soviet adjacent, I guess. Um, I love that. So um, yeah. So yeah. Harrison Ford uh, as, as the president has to uh, get the plane back. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's Harrison Ford carrying this movie on his back. Um, you know, Gary Oldman obviously mm-hmm. submits a, a fun performance, but uh, it's Harrison Ford. Just I, you, you can't get much more of a movie star than he is in this ridiculous, um, you know, political uh, action movie um, set almost entirely on Air Force One. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna. That's that's my fun pick is uh, Air Force One and non franchise. For a long time, it was. Like, which one do I like more, Air Force One or The Fugitive? I think later in life you just see the craft of The Fugitive and you're like, 
This right. movie's like legitimately great. And Air Force One has some really cool action sequences and the the campier the better with villain performances sometime and Gary Oldman is amazing yeah. and just there's there's no reason that Air Force One should be as successful as it is and it's completely because of Harrison Ford as my precedent. So <laughs> um all right, so Drew, man, I I kind of wish what did you think I was going to what movie did you think I was mad about if you were going to take it? Well, I know you like Working Girl, right? Is that what you're going to pick? Yeah. And that's and that's my pick, yeah. So, if you would have picked that then, you would have seen me uh gone ham. I love uh <laughs> I love Mike Nichols. I I find him to be such an underrated director. Um he gets performances out of his actors unlike any other director i've seen he's almost got like a uh i mean i think nancy myers takes a lot of inspiration from his movies and he gets just performances out of his actors that you just don't see many other directors uh successfully do and i think he's in working girl for probably 15 to 20 minutes but no other performance in his career encapsulates what makes Harrison Ford so iconic. Um, he has more iconic roles. He has more memorable roles, but he shows up for a certain amount of times. And the time that he shows up, you are, you understand completely why the main character by Melanie Griffith is falling for him. You understand why Sigourney Weaver is falling for him. It's like this weird love triangle. That's not even a big point of the movie, but Mike Nichols knew he wanted this character to be tantalizing from the jump. And who else are you going to pick from this time period? And it's going to be Harrison Ford. Um, so yeah, my fifth pick and my last pick in non-franchise is uh, is Working Girl. So, um, so yeah, Drew, like coming out of your picks, uh, it seems like we all had our own type of strategy. I think one of my potential strategies was going to take Working Girl number one, but I, I just couldn't. I I just because I want to get the non-franchise and that would just, if you don't get the non-franchise you want, you just kind of, I don't know, you, you're going to be able to find a Star Wars. You're going to be able to find an uh, indie movie throughout. You might not win a poll that we put on Twitter, but something about these, when we're talking about these movies, I think for both of us, when you get to these lesser known movies from icons, uh, you kind of get more excited about it. So mm. at least, at least I do. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we've all have talked about, Harrison Ford, Star Wars movies, and Harrison Ford indie movies uh, till till our ears bleed. And there's only so much you can say about those movies at this point. But um, what gets me excited for Harrison Ford are his iconic roles. But when you're just casually talking and people think they understand Harrison Ford, you're like, you don't understand Harrison Ford. Throw on Working Girl, and uh, your life will your life will change. And uh, yeah, just man, what what an amazing actor. Uh, what an amazing presence he had in the history of Hollywood. And, uh, oh, I, not to backtrack too much, but would you have accepted if I picked Harrison Ford and Shrinking in my non-franchise? No. We didn't talk about TV performances, and he, and he only it's has not, two. No, it's not a so, movie. <laughs> I know, I know. I figured I figured as much, but, <laughs> but he's, great he's amazing in Shrinking. Yeah, he is. He's so funny in Shrinking. So, uh, and of his last performances, it's like, Holy shit! I didn't realize he was trying this hard in anything anymore. I know, yeah. He completely, completely sold himself. So, uh, TV shows from our best stars is kind of a sore spot for all of us. 
<laughs> uh, not for all of us, for me and Drew. Uh, we don't love to see it from time to time, but sometimes you just forget about it because the performances are that great. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining everybody. This was an amazing time. Uh, did, talking you about want to recap our this week. picks? Yeah, well, let's recap real quick. So Drew, first overall, took Raiders of the Lost Ark and put that in the Star Wars slash indie category. And then I went with Blade Runner in the sci-fi category. Then Drew went number two, which I think could be the sneaky pick of the draft. Uh, number two with The Fugitive. Put that in Blockbuster. I took number two, Empire Strikes Back. Drew, number three, took Blade Runner 2049. I think a lot of people think that's the better Blade Runner, which I think is asinine. But it is a, a, a really great movie. And Denis uh, did, a, did a wonderful job with that movie. Um, I took Last Crusade, uh, an action movie. Uh, just a reminder at the beginning, we could take repeating indie or Star Wars movies into different categories. Um, and then Drew, number four, took the original Star Wars at number his number four pick, an action franchise. I took American Graffiti, barely uh, meeting our standards for Blockbuster, making $115 million domestically. Drew with Air Force One and non-franchise and me with Working Girl at number five uh, and non-franchise. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a wonderful, wonderful draft. Uh, This is a a format I think we're going to be doing fairly often. I don't want to back ourselves into a corner if we never do it again, but (laughs) this allows us to talk about a lot of different movies. And uh, I think we have a good time doing it. We've done it on a Spotify live before in the past. So uh, thank you to Ryan Jenkins, one of one of my best buds, making the intro music for us. And uh, we release an episode of the newsletter every Friday. And please subscribe to that. We'd love to see those numbers go up. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe, rate, review. We want those uh, the algorithm to pick us up a little bit. We, we love our current audience and we'd love to grow it. And uh, so, yeah, guys, ex- expect us to to come back with some more podcasts. We love talking with you guys. So uh, talk to you later, Drew. Had a great time. Talk to you later, Bill. Thanks, everybody. Do you like apples? Do you like apples?